Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kelly. Recorded live. <laughs> Kelly. Hi. Hi. Sorry. I'm I'm getting more water. Give me just a second. <clears throat> That's fine. Were you were you on the line when I was talking about how sick I've been? Crazy. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just caught the last few <sighs> little bits of it. Yeah, it was awful. Oh my gosh. Um, but but I, had, um, I had pneumonia in college, and I thought I would never get better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm just at the point now where I finally don't feel like someone ran over me, but I still have the, like the mm-hmm. longer I talk, the more I just randomly cough for like no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Super awesome. Um, but I was very excited because last night was the first night that I actually slept like most of the night. You know what I mean? Because I kept waking up like hacking and it's awful. So anyway. Okay. Let me pull up your last notes. <coughs> Oh my gosh! How have you been? You doing good? Um, good. This yeah, this week has been really weird. I think it's just a combination of like coming off of spring break and Easter, and like trying to get the ball rolling. And I feel like I'm four steps behind on everything. And yeah, so yeah. I'm just um, yeah, I feel like I'm playing catch up. And I've got friends coming to town this weekend, which is actually probably good. I think I maybe need to just step away and let my mind sort of clear and mm-hmm. I'm going to have, I'm going to be without kids and, um, and then I think that it will be good. I can hopefully come back in refreshed. Yeah. And I think too, just remember like you're, you're kind of in a situation where you're trying to balance just normal life, but two different projects, you know, that's a big deal. Right. Like in addition to yeah. maintaining your own website, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not surprised that you're feeling a little like pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, so just remember to give yourself grace, <laughs> you know, and yeah. we can definitely, definitely um, kind of figure out steps for you and stuff like that. But uh, oh, hold on. <coughs> yeah, well, it's, my, no, my it's husband normal to feel this. Yeah, my husband told me this morning I need to start sleeping more, which is which is right. Yeah. Like I just have been staying up late and getting up early. But the problem is. I'm not productive. I am not a nighttime worker. I'm, I, I really pretty much shut down after 8 o'clock. Me too. Yeah. And so I need to, I'm better in the morning, but I'm mm-hmm. staying up late trying to work, and I'm not doing good work, and then I spend my mornings either Exhausted. fixing what I did the night before <laughs> or, like, yeah. staring at a blank screen. And yeah. so, you know, my husband this morning was like, dude, you're going to get so sick. You need to just sleep more mm-hmm. and, and stop burning the candle at both ends. So... Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Tell me a little bit about your day. Like, what does your schedule look like normally? Like, Um, I try to get up. I have my alarm set for 5 every morning. I generally don't get out of bed before 530. Um, Okay. And so I I would love to say that I get a lot of work done in the mornings. I have to wake my oldest up about 615 and get him out the door by 7. And then it's just a matter of, like, by then the baby's awake, so then it's breakfast and everything for the other ones. And then we start homeschool, like, around 9, and we finish around 1.30, and they do their reading. And so I usually, usually the baby's still asleep. So I usually have, like, a 30-minute period of time then to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, afternoon and evening activities. And so... I just fit things in where I can and I don't have enough time right now. My husband's really good about letting me like sneak away when I need to. So um, mm-hmm. we talked today about maybe me taking like Sunday afternoons or something when we don't have anything going on and going and, and work. Cause I need, I need more than half hour chunks of time, which is all that yeah. I have right now. Yeah. So um, he's going to start well, that- looking at his schedule and see where he can help me get longer okay. periods of time. Well, and that's what I was going to recommend, too. I think um, 
so, so personally, because, I mean, as you know, I have multiple projects going on, like, all the time, mm-hmm. okay? And so what's really helped me, except when I get sick and then everything is awful, um, <clears throat> is, is having kind of a pretty strict, <laughs> like, basically on Friday the afternoon, um, I look through what I have coming up, like, over the next two weeks, um, in terms of what I have to do, like from an administrative perspective, um, mm-hmm. what I have to create, like when I'm writing marketing stuff, and, and then like fitting in, you know, the client calls and the prayer calls and all that kind of stuff, right? And so I literally schedule out the, what I need to do in blocks of time. Okay, so that might mm-hmm. help you a little bit because, for example, one of the reasons I rarely do calls on Mondays is because that's one of my administrative days. So I will, I will, and of course I don't have kids running around and stuff like that, but for me, on Monday is when I do most of my admin stuff, that I have to sit there and it's all routine and monotonous and doing this and doing that and setting this up or whatever the case may be, I try to do it all in one block of time. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I usually do calls Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Um, but I have like two or three hours in the morning and two or three hours in the afternoon where I work on the marketing aspect. So that way my brain is like not jumping from subject to subject to subject. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. just in the zone, I guess, for that particular item. Um, and then Friday, I mean, I do schedule calls, but I use it a lot for anything that I need to do, honestly, from a business perspective. You know, if I need to update my website or, you know, do whatever my business coach wants me to do or, you know, listen to a webcast or whatever. I usually do those things on Fridays. Um, mm-hmm. But on the rare occasion that, because I'm like you, you know, I've, I've got kids. So if someone gets sick or if I have a Bible study or, um, you know, I just take an afternoon off for whatever reason, you know, to help a friend, um, I usually allocate makeup work time, like, I do mine on Saturday morning. That's that's the time that just works, you know, for mm-hmm. our family because that's the only day that my family sleeps in. So yeah. I will get up, you know, at 5 in the morning and work from, like, 5 to 10. I don't do it every weekend. You know, I, I probably do it once at, at the – it's usually once a month, right? Mm-hmm. And it's – but sometimes it's twice. So, like, I think if you can find, you know – like a window of time where you can just concentrate for like a couple of hours, you know, I think it would really help you, but making sure that going into that time, you have a specific plan of action. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, like so sitting down and going, Oh gosh, what should I do? Like you need to have listed the five things you need to get done, you know, because I think, um, <clears throat> Oh, and then I don't know about you. Um, I'm probably your typical creative where I can get very distracted by stuff. And so when I, when I'm working on something in those blocks of time, I actually turn off my computer and my notifications on my phone. Seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, I handwrite a lot of my marketing stuff and then type it later because if I typed it, I would be distracted by everything under the sun coming up onto my computer, you know, or, you know, you can use one of those. Have you seen those typing programs where they like, I don't know what they're called. Um, Someone told me about this the other day about where you can log in and everything like you, it blocks all your notifications. It's just a blank screen with like minimal editing tools. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. Um, I'm really <laughs> you know what I'm talking? I, it's called. Um, I, I think I've heard of that, but that sounds awesome. I know it's called. Um, I'm going to have to look it up for you because I was like, what? They have things like that. I totally need that. I'll look it up, mm-hmm. but it's basically a, a program you log into, and it, you, you're just you've got a blank screen and you know text and bold and italics or whatever, <laughs> and then you just yeah. copy and paste it into whatever and format it later. But anyway, um, just have a, a specific plan, and um, and the other thing that I do again because I I can get distracted if I if I I don't know I. Like, I have to take breaks. Let's put it that way. So mm-hmm. I actually use um, something called the, um, and you might have heard this, but it's called the um, uh, Pomodoro technique for work. And what, what that is, is I have a ridiculous, obnoxious kitchen timer, like the really old school ones, <laughs> you know, across mm-hmm. the room. 
and I and I set it, and I, I the pomodoro technique I think is like twenty minutes, but I actually set mine for forty five minutes, and I try to get as much done as I can in that forty five minutes from my list, and then when it goes off, I have to get up and go turn it off because it's irritating. <laughs> I yeah. have to leave my desk. And then I spend 15 minutes doing something totally different. Sometimes I'll go sit on my porch and just sit there. Sometimes I'll, like, put my laundry, you know, in the laundry. You know, sometimes I'll call my husband, whatever. It's just to get myself away from, like, sitting here because Mm -hmm. um, the longer – and part of this is, like, my ADD, too. Like, the longer I sit here doing one thing, the less productive I get. Does that make sense? And so the whole work technique is like designed to get you up and get you moving a little bit and so that you can come back down and focus, you know. So just doing things like that and having a clear action plan of of the things that you need to do in that time I think might help you a little bit outside of just finding the actual time, you know, to do it. So anyway. Cool. Okay, um, so let's talk about, let me close this and that. I have like 18 tabs open. Okay, you had a message and you were talking about um, just feeling a little, schizophrenic. hold on. Pardon me? I I feel schizophrenic. I just feel like, kind of like what you were saying. Like I just feel like there's, there's a bazillion things out there mm-hmm. that I should be doing, and I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know where to start, and I don't feel like I'm doing a very good job with anything. And maybe I'm yeah. doing fine. Maybe I'm just being too hard on myself. You know, yeah. I just don't know. Well, and I think too, you got to remember that this whole process is taking like the next right step, right? And so it's really a matter of prioritizing what you need to do, so that you can mark things off and kind of get them done and move on instead of feeling like you're trying to do, you know, 15 things at once, which, again, that's easier said than done because you do have a lot going on and you have these two kind of different projects if you think about it, you know. I mean, they're both books, but I think um, obviously Life Creative is, is uh, it's way more creative and I think natural to think of what can we do in those areas and how can we write and how okay. can we promote it? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Where the, yeah. the fiction book is a little harder to kind of figure out, well, what do I do? <laughs> how do I do mm-hmm. it? How do I engage people with this work? <laughs> so the, fir- the first thing that I want to tell you is, um, number one, and I reiterated this from the beginning, but I think um, LitFuse is going to be much more of a resource than you realize, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to encourage you in that area that when they take on a project and depending on what they're being hired to do, and they, they pretty much manage everything from start to finish, and you're usually just re- responsible for, like, content creation. If they want you to write an article, you know, or they want you to, you know, whatever. Whatever it is that they're, they're hired for, they'll tell you what they need, but they manage all the administrative details for you. And that's a really good thing. You don't have to worry about that. Um, and like I told you before, they have a fabulous database of readers that are right in line with your book. Um, mm-hmm. Because um, it, I think that having um, kind of a PR aspect of, of an organization that knows how to reach readers in the fiction arena is, is of mm-hmm. utmost benefit to you because it's something that you or I would have to build from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. So remember that you have that coming, that in terms of reaching kind of a new audience, that is something that's going to help you in that area. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that will take a little bit of pressure off your, you of how you're feeling because you've, you've said a couple times, you know, how am I going to grow my list and how am I reaching people and that sort of thing. And just remember that some of that's coming down the pipe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's going to be done on your behalf to people that are your ideal audience in that particular mm-hmm. arena. That doesn't mean we don't need to do anything. I'm just saying, just don't forget that that's there. Um, yeah. And I think, I think too, with Life Creative, um, even though it releases later, you've got to remember, too, that when people come across, you know, a book they love, and they they look up the author's other work, 
you know, so there should be natural interest, you know, in your other work just from life creative coming out. So that would show, you know, kind of a renewal of interest. And and the other thing too is when, when we start working on kind of um, content and how you and Wendy can kind of integrate introducing life creative to your respective audiences, not, I'm not talking about the life creative site, but like your actual, your own websites. You know, what we can focus on for you is talking about the creative process of writing a fiction book. Do you see what I mean? And so talking yeah. about, and I know you've talked about it before, and, and we'll work out more details, but just kind of integrating that in and what it's meant to you and, and how you integrated that into your life and, and how you found the time and how you did the research, all that sort of stuff will introduce your readers to your book in a way that's mm-hmm. not, you know, Hey, I have this book coming out. Buy it, kind of thing. Right. So just kind of, kind of think through that when we're building an audience and subscribers, it's always a long-term kind of thing. You know, it's not something that happens overnight. You know, it's it's several different avenues with which people come to you, and some of that is your promotion in your articles. Some of it is opportunities like clip views. Some of it is through you know other book launches and and that sort of thing. And some of it is from, like, the articles that you were writing. You know, do you have um, analytics on your website? Like, do you ever track visitors and stuff like that? I, I do. I mean, I, I don't pay okay. close enough to it, but I do have it. I was just curious with when the Huffington Post articles went up, if, if you saw any increase in traffic from it. Or if you know. I saw, um, I saw a little bit of an uptick particularly on the, the first post that went up. Um, mm-hmm. I think that one got shared more. It was maybe just a little more controversial, which, you know, people love. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second one, um, it wasn't quite as much. Um, I mean, like I'm looking at my my uh, analytics right now, and I think I was up 20% last month, which is probably, you know, some to do with Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I think too. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually in the middle of doing some research right now for, um, which I'll copy you in on when I'm done. But I'm looking into all of these email distribution lists. Um, and so, what I mean by that is, for example, I'm registered for one that's called um, BookBub. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's B O O K B U B. And what it is, is I signed up and I told them the type of books I like to read, the genres and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then every single day I get an email with free or low-cost Kindle versions of books mm-hmm. in that genre. And I can choose to purchase them or download them. Okay. Now, that is not limited to self-published books, which is what most people think. So, for example... When your book's available and they have the Kindle version ready, if they're ever running a promotion on it where it's, you know, X price instead of X price, we can go and submit that to these email distribution lists and then they'll go and email it out to, you know, the thousands of people on their list. So that's another way to reach out, you know, to new readers. And so that's actually part of what I'm working on right now is gathering the ones that actually have an impact. There's tons of services like that out there, trust me. But I'm actually mm-hmm. trying to narrow down to the ones that you will actually see a return on that yeah. investment. And that was you know what I mean? a question. Yeah, that was a question I needed to ask Kriegel because they said in my marketing plan that they'll consider – um, a paid placement on BookBub if mm-hmm. my book receives 80 or more Amazon reviews and maintains an average rating of 4.6 or higher. I just don't know, mm-hmm. like, how long does it need to maintain that average rating? But mm-hmm. okay. um, that's good to know. I do oh, like those that they'll, they'll do that. Okay. And BookBub is just one example. There are other um, services like that, you know. And so, mm-hmm. and I know Kriegel does, like, the extended preview thing, too, right? So, for example, Noise uh-huh. Trade is another one where um, – are you familiar with Noise Trade books at all? Yes, I've signed up for Noise Trade and Story Cartel. Okay. Um, t- the quality of the books on Noise Trade tend to be a little bit better, just so you know. I'm not – Story mm-hmm. Cartel is beneficial. 
Um, but just from people I know that have used both, noise trade seems to have a better um, kind of return. And so we just did one where um, – with one of my other clients where we didn't post the book on noise trade. We posted um, like the supplemental resource. So basically it was a behind the scenes look of, and I don't know if I told you this before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but his book is about um, his first 90 days of sobriety from alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, the book that was submitted to noise trade is an ebook short that tells the perspective of the people that were with him the weekend he realized he was alcoholic. Does that make sense? Um, so mm-hmm. it had the same branding as the book and everything. It wasn't the book, but it told kind of a behind-the-scenes story. And the thing with noise trade is when people download the book, it's registered to their email address, and you, you have the option to put on there, you know, you're going to be receiving emails from me. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's part of the thing. And so it builds your email list, your subscriber list. Yeah. And then you can even get like a downloadable report after the fact that kind of lists out information of everybody who downloaded it, whether they subscribe to you or not. And you, you have the ability to send them a, a one-time message inviting them mm-hmm. into your email list. So mm-hmm. that's why I like Noise Trade because it actually gives you, you know, names and emails of people that you can reach out to. And with the yeah. extended excerpt, you know, depending on how Kriegel does it, you know, usually there's like a little bit of an ad at the back, you know, where you can say, hey, this book is going to be available this day. You can pre-order here. So anybody mm-hmm. who downloaded it from Noise Trade would automatically be kind of being sold to purchasing the book. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things I'm working on right now this, this minute to try to figure out um, a little bit alternate distribution channels for you to help build kind of that subscriber base and to reach a little bit more of an extended audience. Um, the second piece is closer to when the book is actually um, – uh, well, actually, you know what? I haven't looked at it in a while. Give me just a second. Well, and when, like, for, like, a say, like, a noise trade thing. So, like, I'm already signed up as an author on noise trade. Um, mm-hmm. But when when do you, like, launch something like that? Um, yeah, I know, would do I do wait it until right before the book comes out? Or? Yeah, I, w- I would do it within – because you're trying to drive pre-orders with that, right? right? And so I would do it within about eight weeks of the release date because it, basically you have to submit it and, and then they kind of tell you when it's going to go out and then it's, it basically goes out like on a certain date. And so okay. you would want it all to kind of coincide with a pre, pre-order campaign. You know, maybe – sorry, I have the hiccups now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, trying, I'm just uh, like a total wreck today. Anyway, and like six weeks before the release date because it's going to have a pre-order or it should have a pre-order um, ad in the excerpt that goes on Noise Trade to direct them to actually purchase the book via pre-order. But I would definitely so I concentrate. Should, like, so I should maybe talk to Kriegel and see mm-hmm. if, I can get that extended preview by the end of April, right? Because that's about mm-hmm. eight weeks out from launch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I can yeah. then submit it to Noise Trade. Mm-hmm. But and then so I'll, I'll, I'll look. When I'll would look I want to like put the extended preview up on my blog too for people to download for free? You know, give me your email address and you can download for free. Like the same time frame or a little bit closer mm-hmm. to launch? I would actually do that after the Noise Trade. Right, because if they can just get it for free from your website, then there's no real incentive for them to do it through Noise Trade. So I would yeah. do Noise Trade first, and then once that promotion ends, or you know, once it's done, then you can put it up on your website. Okay, for sure. Yeah. And then, so what I've been talking <laughs> about with Kriegel is having like two separate preview PDFs. I was mm-hmm. going to have a shorter, shorter PDF, you know, sort of like a my book isn't necessarily broken into chapters so much as it's like characters talking. So we mm-hmm. discussed maybe like the first 30 pages or whatever. Um, and that would be the one that people can download for free from my website um, mm-hmm. before the book comes out. But then we mm-hmm. talked about them putting together a longer preview, a, a more of like an extended preview that we could then, so that we could then expand the launch team um, mm-hmm. and, 
you know, people that are on the expanded launch team would then get a little bit more than the people that just could get it for free through my blog. Does that make sense? So there's a little more incentive exactly. to be on the expanded launch team. Exactly. Um, okay. So like time frame wise, when do I need to have, and, and so then I'm wondering, so would, would the more extended preview be better for noise trade or the, the shorter one? And when well, do I need to have all that stuff gathered up? Well, when you say the more extended, like have you, what length have you all talked about? Like four chapters or, or a certain number of pages? Like what, what's been the conversation around that? Okay. I haven't really. They just asked me, they, they asked me if I was talking about two different PDFs and I had said, yes, I feel like the one that people download from the blog should be shorter than the one that like the advanced launch team gets. Okay. Here, hold on. I'm pulling up um, one, another author I know that's with Kriegel. I'm going to pull up her little um, extended preview thing to see how long it is because she, oh, what the heck is her book called? Hold on a second. I need to heal. Okay, give me just a minute. I want to see how long it is because I don't. Journey. Do you know Crystal Sutherland? Uh, I, I know her name. Okay. Okay. I thought I was on the team, but I'm not showing on that. So I might, let me check my email. Crystal. Okay. I might have to wait and get back to you on that. Just because I don't, I need to see her little preview. But I think hers was four chapters, if I remember correctly, um, for the launch team itself. Um, and so, if they're going to do that for the launch team, then we would need it, you know, roughly eight-ish weeks before the release as well. Okay. Because remember, what I try to do with the team is when we when we have the team together. I mean, I know they don't have the whole book, but I do try to have them read through whatever they're provided and interact mm -hmm. with them and have questions and stuff like that. And um, so that by the time we get around to asking them to share pretty consistently, they're already familiar with the work. Mm -hmm. okay. so I would say, yeah. Send, I'll send Kriegel an email today and um, maybe get more specifics and, and, and um, discuss like what we think the length, the actual length should be for the um, PDF to give away and the PDF for the launch team and mm -hmm. then um, discuss with them like the time frame of when I feel like I, I should be able to get it. I don't I don't see why it would be a problem for them to get it to me this in the next yeah. month because um, it's all edited and ready to go. And so Yeah, it it should be fairly quick for sure. Um, and the cool thing about the shorter PDF is that is something that we can also utilize and attach to like a Facebook ad, for example. So, mm -hmm. you know, you could have it on your website, um, but we can also set up an ad um, where, you know, download to get a free preview of this book, you know, and when they click download, it registers them on your email list and you deliver it through your email list. You know, so there's, there's all sorts of things we can do with those PDFs, again, to, to try to bring an audience to you. And the cool thing about Facebook ads, I think it's kind of underutilized, to be honest, in a lot of author circles, but what's cool about it is we can really target who sees it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not, a Facebook ad does not necessarily get seen by your friends or your fans, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Unless they fit the mm -hmm. criteria we put into the Facebook ad. And so it usually um, allows you to kind of target, which I'll, if you don't know how to do that, I'll, I'll show you how to do it. But it allows you to target like groups of people that have expressed interest, you know, in what you're writing about or the, the time period that you're writing about or that love books, you know what I mean? So it gives you the ability to um, sh where a Facebook will show the ad to people who've expressed interest in, you know, the X, Y, or Z criteria that we've indicated on the ad itself. So that's a good mm -hmm. way to build, you know, your email list as well, for sure. Okay. Okay. But yeah, for right okay, now. Okay, so then one more time, if, then if I'm going to do also a promotion on noise trade, do I do the promotion with the longer PDF or the shorter one? Um, it the answer is it depends, and I would, I would prefer to know how many chapters are included in each. 
My tendency okay. is to say the longer one. Okay. Um, just because of what noise trade is. Okay. So it's not like most, a lot of people use noise trade, you know, to put entire books on it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so you, you want it long enough that it appeals to people to actually download and read and have an opportunity to get involved in the story. And I don't know that like one chapter would have that same effect on this type yeah. of audience. Because remember, yeah, no, I yeah, people on noise trade are used <laughs> to downloading entire books and they're also starting to see more of the excerpts and stuff like that for sure. Mm-hmm. But I would go with the longer version on noise trade for sure. And then I'll look at the story cartel. I've, it's not something I've used in a long time and just because of the reach, but I'll look at it too just to, you know, get an idea for the type of um, books you know, that they're, they're posting the really, honestly, my aversion to it had more to do from a reader perspective. Every time I downloaded a book from there, I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore, <laughs> but maybe the quality has improved, you know, since then. Yeah. Well, they also have more of a cost to them mm-hmm. as well. And so, you know, I mean, if I'm, if I'm not, I am not opposed to spending money to market, but I want to make sure I'm going to get bang for my buck because they don't have exactly. a lot of money to get. So. Well, and also you want an um, an audience that's just not looking. You want a, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? A more educated, this sounds horrible. I don't know how else to say this. We'll can blame it on my meds. Um, a more <laughs> educated audience. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That isn't just looking for some crap to read in, in an hour and a half. Like, like right. you want them to, you know, be able to read the book and understand and grasp the storylines and, and the complexities and what you're trying to say and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, again, like I said, a long time ago, the books I read were horrible. It's just the quality was not great. Um, and from the flip side of that, you have to think about how you're represented as an author. It's why I'm doing all this research on which email distribution lists are actually valuable, right? Because you don't want your book next to 15 self-published books that look like crap. Does that make sense? Like you want the look and the feel of where your book is presented and to look professional. It it just kind of elevates, you know, your brand reputation from a brand perspective and a marketing perspective. Make sense? Okay. Cool. Okay. So for you, um, again, the next steps on this particular book would be to really try to figure out the time, you know, that you can have some time to step away or, um, and I don't do this anymore because my kids are older, but when they were younger, I used to go to the library. It was the easiest place for me to go to where I would not be interrupted by my children, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So if you, if you need to leave in order to be able to concentrate and not get interrupted or distracted by hugs and you know, cinnamon rolls and all that kind of stuff, you know, okay. like try to find somewhere to go that's, that's quiet and non-intrusive. And for me, that was always the library. I can't work in Starbucks or working co-spaces. I just can't do it. So just find, find a place where you can really concentrate, you know, and have your list ready of what you need to do. And then, again, follow up with Kriegel on the previews as to when they're going to be ready and then let me know. And... Um, I'll continue working on this kind of email distribution aspect and and then we'll talk a little bit like once we once that's situated, then we can work on um kind of building the launch team aspect of it. Okay. Okay. So I'll send an email to Kriegel this afternoon and get that conversation started. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Uh what about what about Pinterest? Um, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yes, let me pull it up because I looked at your board. Let me just a second. Let me open them real um, quick. I looked at, like, um, that those sites that you sent me about, you know, Pinterest infection, and I, I got on a couple of them. And, like, one of them, it was like, you know, you can pin to this board if you're an author. Just leave a comment and ask mm-hmm. to be added. And mm-hmm. Oh, I have no idea. I like. I think I left a comment, and I thought I asked to be added, but I just I don't understand it. I don't understand Pinterest as like an interaction thing. 
Um, I just well, don't get it. Pinterest is not much of an engagement with your audience. Just so you know, oh. it's more it's more of a I don't know. And um, did you ever have a vision board growing up? You know, I'm talking about where you kind of yeah. or like a bulletin board where you had all sorts of stuff slapped all over it that you loved. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Pinterest is like. Um, so people will go to it to, you know, find information that interests them to share or kind of keep track of. So there's not usually a lot of commenting or anything mm-hmm. like that going on between you and the people that follow your Pinterest. You're more providing um, – oh, hold on. I know you sent me – give me just a second. I'm trying to find the boards because I know you sent me – yeah, the invite to them. Give me just a minute. Okay, why can I, I not? Oh, here they are. I found them. I, I found it. Okay, so you're you're really just providing um, a place to send people to. Like, so for example, when when we, you know we write about um, maybe the process behind how you developed your characters, you know, mm-hmm. that could be a potential article you write on your blog. And you could direct people to the Pinterest boards and say, here's, if you're interested in learning more about this character, here's how I envision this character. And you can link to the Pinterest board, right? Um, and what I was mentioning to you, like right now you have, um, I think you have like one or two images on each. You know, making sure you're including in this board, um, you know, f- what you imagined the characters to enjoy or like. You know, I know it mm-hmm. sounds kind of silly, but like readers like to picture their fictional characters, you know, so mm-hmm. what would, what were their fashion choices? What food did they love? Although I know this is kind of a wartime thing, so that would be, you know, you'd have to really think about that. And, um, you know, what quotes that, what did they say in the book that's impactful? You can pin, you know, your, your images that have quotes from these characters onto this board. It's just designed mm-hmm. to give them a glimpse into your characters is all. <laughs> and when you so go to those boards, like are you are you looking at any of the boards right now? Yeah, I'm on the Frederick one. So right now, there's one image on there, and mm-hmm. um, that so links to that, an article. Yeah, so is that what you're talking about, or do I need to be creating images specifically for these people? Um, it's a it's a combination. I actually loved that you put that article on there because that was actually kind of fascinating. I was like, oh, I didn't know any of this, <laughs> you know, because I went and read the article. No, that's cool. This is perfect. You can curate content, which is putting information on the boards, you know, that relate to the character, but you can also create pens. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, on your book page, for example, um, if you have a quote from Frederick on your book page images you can pin mm-hmm. that to your Pinterest board. Do you see what okay. I mean? You yeah. can pin, um, you know, I don't know, his favorite food or quotes that you think would in- inspire him in his journey, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You can cultivate a lot of that. You don't have to create everything. Um, yeah. To be honest, the creation piece, <laughs> I would just add the images that have to do with quotes, you know, from the book. Right. And I would definitely have a pin on each board that ties to your sales page that is the book cover, mm-hmm. you know. Um, okay. But you you were asking about um, the collaboration boards. And I don't know if you're on Pinterest, but, for example, if you go and look up BookBub on Pinterest, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. they have their own boards. And so depending on what type of promotion, potentially, that Kriegel might do, one of the selections might be having your book pinned on their book boards. They have crazy amounts. Like, I'm going to, I want you to go look it up just so you can scroll down and see. Like, I'm looking at one book that was posted. um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of the name of this book. Okay, it says The Secret Rooms, A True Story of a Haunted Castle. It's the book cover, okay? Mm -hmm. It has a description of the book. And it's been shared 575 times. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Like on Pinterest, which seems ridiculous. Yeah. But, but, you know, and if you go and click on the 575 times it's been shared, 
it lists everywhere those books have been posted. So that's mm-hmm. the power of it. It may not make a lot of sense to you, <laughs> but wait, so what it, how are you seeing that? Like I, if I go um, to here, book Buzz me, and I look at their boards. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to send you a link. That might be easier for you. Hold on. Okay. You can <laughs> see what I'm talking about. Book. Bub. I spell, I said boob. Book. Bub. <laughs> <laughs> Example. Okay. When you get the link, click on it. And I I gave you the example I was looking at. So I went to their boards. I saw this one. I clicked on it. Okay. And when you open it, what I'm trying to show you is how the book can spread without you really doing anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I opened it. Okay. So I'll when you see. open it. Like at the top, there's a little, uh-huh. um, like 574, and it's got little pins. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. Click on that number, and it's going to open uh-huh. something that says repins. Okay? Oh, and so every little board on here is where this book mm-hmm. was shared. Yeah. So it's people's personal book lists you know, and books to read. Someone added it to a board about castles, books worth reading, all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. people, like, actually keep track of this kind of stuff on Pinterest. And then people Mm -hmm. who follow them, you know, if they follow, I don't know, who's the first person on here? Marissa Hawley, whoever she is. If Mm -hmm. they follow her board on books that she's going to read next, they'll see Mm -hmm. that information come through. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit of a viral way to share about your book and your characters. That's yeah. all it is. Gotcha. It, doesn't, it doesn't really require you to interact with people. Nobody really comments on pins. I mean, some do, but right. not many. It doesn't really require you to do anything except create the content and post it. And it can be content you're creating mm-hmm. for Facebook already, you know, or Twitter already, yeah. or your blog post already. It's, it's, you, need, you need to view Pinterest, honestly, is not another social media platform you have to engage on. That's not what it is. It's another yeah. place for you to share what you're already creating to a different audience. Yeah. Okay. 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 Does that help? Yes, that helps. Okay. So, like, people have, I don't know, just bored across the board. I don't know how to explain it. Like, like I have a recipe board that I actually never make anything from, you know, but that's just because I, I don't know. I make the same like 10 meals, my poor family. But anyway, um, you know, people have, they just keep kind of a, a pin board, you know, of items that are cool to them that they want to remember. You know, I have a, mm-hmm. um, a hairdo board for my daughter you know, like different braids and stuff like that, that she can go and click on it and figure out how to braid her hair in all these crazy ways, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I have a outfit board because I'm totally incompetent at putting outfits together. So I'll go find outfits and then I'll go try to buy them. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So, you know, it's people use this for that kind of stuff and books they want to keep track of and books they want to share. And so anyway, that's what it's for. So just kind of keep working on cultivating the information on those boards and then when you go and request to collaborate um what that means is when they approve you is um you can like say you've posted i don't know a shareable quote image to one of your boards okay Mm -hmm. you can also share it to this bigger board like it's literally a button where you say you know, pin, and you pick the collaborative board and share it to it. And then everybody that follows that board will see what you posted. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not just someone happenstance coming across your Pinterest. It's all the people that follow that collaborative board are seeing it. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Okay. So when they say leave a comment to, do I just leave a comment on any photo mm-hmm. on the board and say, hey, I'd mm-hmm. love to be a collaborator? Is that what that means? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
like one of the boards I'm looking at right now is it's 10 historical fiction books to read if you love some person I've ever heard of. But, you know, people, people like, it's just crazy, the stuff they keep track of on here, you know, and it's just finding the right places. So the, the reason I wanted you to create the boards is so we can have content and then we can go and find more places, you know, like the collaborative boards that you can pin those things to to hopefully increase interest and traction to your book. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So should I keep those boards private or go ahead and make them public and just start pinning to them more? I, should I start pinning more and then make them public? I would not make them public until you have, you know, again, like six to eight items on there. You don't want it to look empty. You know what I mean? Right. And like in the comments underneath, so I'm I'm like pinning some of the images that I made to the individual boards. Um, so the description underneath the images, should I just put the title of the book and um, when it's coming, when it's being released under like yeah. the, the the people images, and then like any other in images that I curate, then I could do more of like a this is why I'm putting this image here for this character. Yes. Yeah, you can add a description, and then also um, you can link, uh, like, you know how you linked that one image to the World War II article? Um, mm -hmm. You can link your images that are from the book quotes um, to your sales page. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when, they, so when they click on it, they'll be directed to you. Right. So, like, if I pin them directly from that page, they'll automatically be linked to that page, right? Yes. Or do I have to do something funny? Okay. No, you just have to have the URL there. Okay. Okay. Then I'll keep um, working on those now that I have a better idea of what I'm doing. Okay. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so do you have any more questions or are you good about the next few steps? I think I'm good about the next few steps. I feel like I know what I what I need to do next. Which good, is good, 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 good. Okay. Do you want to set up um another call? Sure. Or like two weeks from now. Okay. We we are at the point where we need to start talking a little bit more often, <laughs> just okay. to you know make make sure everything's done. And it doesn't have to be like an hour or anything like that, but just to make yeah. sure that you know things are getting done and you feel like. You know, you know what you're supposed to do and all that stuff. And also so I can update you on lunch and stuff. Um, okay. Okay, I'm going, what the heck day is it? It's March 31st. Okay, hold on. My schedule is all mixed up because of being sick. Okay, so the week of April, or yeah, April 11th. Um, okay. We should, we should um, talk. And how do you feel about doing the calls back to back? I mean, does that work for you? Is that easier for you? Or would you rather have separate days and times for the life creative in this one? No, it's fine. And like a Thursday or a Friday is good because usually I can like pound out. I can make the kids start their work early. And we, like today we just pounded it out. So we were done by noon. Um, okay. And then I can jump on. So, like, you know, I'm sure that they've been watching TV for the last hour, but whatever. They had all their work done. So Okay. Um, well, what I was going to say, though, is, you know, I'll, I can email Wendy, too, so we can try to schedule all the calls, like, on the same day. That's why I was asking. If it works for you, then we'll do it this way. Because I don't want to, like, yeah. you know what I mean, because um, you've got a lot of stuff going on. So I don't mind doing them back-to-back -back if you're okay with that. And, you know, yeah, it's not too much in one day, you know. Yeah, no, that works. Cool. Okay, so I'll, we'll hold off on the time, but I'll just email you both about, I'll probably do Thursday the 14th. And okay. Just because of taxes, oh my God. <laughs> Not even, I, I just now started. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why did I wait so long? <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll I'll do that right okay. now. Awesome. You're doing good. Don't get stressed. <laughs> it's okay. okay. <laughs> and just with anything. Oh, oh go ahead. 
Sorry, I just one more thing. Is is there? I'm still trying to figure out Facebook. Um, so I I am not Facebook, Pinterest. Um, and so is there a way for me to follow a specific BookBub board? Like, does BookBub mm-hmm. itself have a board, or is it just yes. a whole bunch of different people who like BookBub that have titled their boards BookBub? No, like BookBub has BookBub, and then there's a whole bunch of like it seems like different random people. It's the one that's the the two B's in the red circle. So when you type, if you type in the search book bub, um, mm-hmm. the first one that comes up says like pinner, and it and it, it's it's a red circle with two B's in it. Do you see that? No, let me try it again. Should I do no spaces between book bub? Yeah, there is no space. It's it's all one word. Okay, that's probably. Oh, okay, I got it. I found it. Okay, so that's the main board for BookBub. Okay. The main one. And then they have all their separate little sections and stuff like that that people pin down. Yeah. Okay, now I'm following them specifically. Cool. Okay. But don't don't get too stuck into Pinterest and beyond. Just create the boards that you need to do. Create your content. And then, um, you know, connect with a few of the collaborative boards and then just leave it alone. I'm telling you, you don't have to do much with Pinterest at all. <laughs> it's, it's just getting, getting the information there and finding a way to connect with readers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All righty. Cool. Okay, so I'll email right now about the 14th as a potential time, um, and then we'll talk more about um, what we'll – you can always, of course, email me in between. Like if you heard back from Kriegel before um, that mm. time frame about the previews and stuff like that, then I'll know, you know, how I can – it'll it'll help me know when I can get started, you know, on the launch team yeah. stuff. So we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about that in detail because, again, you don't really have to do much with that at this particular moment in time. I'm just trying to um, make sure the timelines are right based on when we'll actually have something to give a launch team, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. We wouldn't want to start it if we didn't have access to anything, and then we're all just kind of sitting there, <laughs> you know. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, what do you have planned for the rest of the day? Anything fun? Uh, well, I do. My college, I have some, some of my girlfriends from college are flying in tonight, and we're oh, doing fun. like a little girls' weekend at my parents' condo over by the beach. So mm, um, that sounds nice. Just during to be able to leave my family for the weekend. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a long time away. That's really cool. I have, let's see, what are we doing? I have a book launch party this weekend. One of my clients is actually local, which rarely happens. So I get to go to her book launch party on Saturday. Um, And what else are we doing? I don't know. I don't do much on the weekends. I don't know about you, but I tend to just stay in and read books and clean. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's because I'm so busy during the week that I just need the downtime, you know. And of course, we go to church, but that's about it. That's how we are, too. And our kids are, um, you know, sports, and so, yeah. yeah. By the time Saturday afternoon rolls around, I'm ready to just sit up. Yeah, I don't miss the sports. Neither one of my kids care about sports anymore. I mean, they go and exercise every day, which I think is hysterical because I'm like, what? <laughs> That's what they do together. They they go work out and they fight. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, but sometimes they play video games together. But and our neighborhood has like a gym, like a gym in it, which I've never set foot in in the year and a half we lived here. Um, but my kids will go and actually work out together. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, you guys go have fun with that because. I'm not going. <laughs> Funny. Anyway. Okay. Well, you have a great rest of the week. And Thank I'm so glad we got to touch base. And then if you have any questions, just email me and let me know. Okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks. You're welcome. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.